Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon slash morning. Big show today. Big show. Big news, by the way, in the dirty sports uh, in in the dirty sports world. I know this man was once quoted as saying, "I'm not on dirty sports," but. I went golfing with Tug Coker yesterday, and he hit a hole in one. Wait, wait, a few things. What do you mean that I'm not on dirty sports? Is that a dig? What? No, no, no. That was just, <clears throat> you know, I like. I always think of Tug Coker as dirty sports family. And then during during Golfgate, of course, I was like, I just thought it'd be great for you know, great, great for the dirty sports podcast world. And he's like, I'm not on dirty sports. That was when he was. <laughs> when he was like batman i'm not on dirty sports i'm not on dirty sports but i've always despite his despite his arguments against i've always considered him dirty sports family and i told him i was like we need you back on to talk you know whether or not the cowboys are real tigers or paper tigers yeah i bet he's riding pretty high right now with the boys i talked to him yesterday about it i'll leave his you know i'll leave his cowboys takes for him to share, but he, he hole and he had a hole in one yesterday, which is a big deal. He's very excited about it. Uh, I'd be very excited too. hole in one. Give me the whole number. Hole number three at Rancho park. I think it was playing about one fifty five, something like that into the wind. Uh, a lot of wind. It was been windy here into the wind. Uh, it kind of like goes downhill. So in, you can't really see the front of the green. You can see the middle of the green and the back of the green. The pin was in the front, so you could see the f- pin, but you couldn't see anything in front of the pin, basically. He hit it He hit it short. I thought he stayed short. And he's like, I, I didn't see it roll by the pin. And I was like, yeah. And I just thought it was short. And then when we get out, get out there, his ball's nowhere to be found. And he's like, I'm going to check the hole. And I was like, you're not that guy, pal. And then he checks the hole. It's in there. The two Asian guys who we were with were super excited. They went full, you know, camera crew. They're like, get, take a picture of you, the ball, the club, the scorecard, hold the flag. We are witnesses. We're witnesses. I was like, cool. This is great. Wow. A hole in one. He did not know was a hole in one. Yeah. He thought the rest of us kind of didn't know or think he thought it might be, you know, you, we all have high hopes of our own shots. And then when I got out there and I didn't see the ball, I was like, you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it did go in the hole. Well, here's another tug news update I see from YouTube from a uh, longtime dirtball, Chris Vescianto. I just saw tug in a new BET plus movie called troubled waters. What's this movie? Oh, tug? Nice. I don't know. I, I know nothing about it. I wish I'd known. I would have asked him what's yeah, going on in, with troubled waters. I didn't know there was beat BET plus. Oh yeah. Is that part of Paramount plus? plus? 
Because uh, I thought Paramount owns BET. Probably. Tough to keep track these days. Yeah. Well, good for Tug. Yeah, it's great news. And he he dropped his phone in the pool. Uh, so he has no social media. And like he didn't know I was running late for golf yesterday. But also, like I'm just like, Tug, how have you not posted all of your excitement about your hole-in-one? Then I remembered he has no no telephone. He dropped it in a pool. Yeah. He was like bending over to get his kid out of the pool or something like that. He fell in. I was like, this is this a... That's a dad move right there. Teenage rom-com? The dad falls in the pool? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's for sure. Total dad move right there. Well, we got a lot going on, like I said. Um, of course, we'll get to NFL picks later in the show. We got a lot of NFL news, NBA news, Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll try to get to some calls. It's a good time of sports year. Yeah. Good time to Except stay for busy. John Gruden. Except for old Chucky. A lot has happened since Monday's show. Yeah. And a lot that I... I'm excited to discuss. I've been firing off some tweets, which I haven't done as much lately, but I got a lot of feelings on this. I know. I'm not sure how I feel about your feelings, but I, I want to hear them straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, you will. Well, well, I'll start off by saying this. Well, so Gruden gets fired Monday. More emails are leaked from the investigation into the Washington football team. Correct. So again, we discussed this last episode. The NFL is investigating or did investigate 650,000 emails, a lot of emails. And uh, the things that were coming out were about Gruden. First, the comments. That, comment. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you. The lips comment about DeMarie Smith. And obviously this stuff is coming out as it ha- as they're finding it, because it seems as though not that that was a great thing to say, but it seems like that's not nearly as bad as the other things that come out that end up getting him, you know, forcing him to resign. Yeah. So then other emails come out again, Monday during Monday night football that he, uh, called Goodell a pussy. And also I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that one. And then he called him the, uh, misogynistic, I guess that one would be classified under, but also, you know, so then he was having problems with the the female refs. He also called Goodell an FAG. Can I say it like that? Uh, whatever. Um, we then, the second F word. Yes. Then also that one, obviously more, you know, like unless he wrote that email in 1955, it's, it's been a pretty unacceptable word for a long time. Sure. And then he, uh, had problems with the kneeling and the protest and also concussions were kind of weaved in there Yeah, about the concussion. So, so look, I'll, this is the first thing I'll say. I have no problem with Gruden being forced to resign, fire, whatever you want to call it. Right. Well, he resigned and we don't know the terms of that either. Was he, did he have a deal with, you know, Davis to resign in exchange for X dollars? Because obviously, if you resign, you're giving up your pay. As opposed, to if you're fired, they're paying you. Um, but he resigned. Like all we know is he resigned. 
You know, that's that's part of that's part of my issue with a lot of people's like hot takes on this. He's not suspended from the league. He's not. He wasn't fired. Well, he would have been fired. He okay. He would have been. And, you know, that's and and again, again, I again, I I just before we jump into like my opinions on this, I have no problem with that. I just want to reiterate that I have no problem with John Gruden being fired for these emails coming out. Right. And also he resigned. Yeah. So if he had, if it got to him being fired, I'd have no problem with that because that's very important. Now, what I do have a problem with is I think this is a giant cover up for the NFL that I feel very few people are actually discussing because all we're hearing about is Gruden, 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 and then yesterday, the Adam Schefter stuff. And to me, it's a, hey, look over here. I'm going to distract you when we have 650,000 emails. Uh, again, I think that they're, I think, you know, we're not done with these emails. And I think whoever is the leak or whoever is sharing the stuff, I, it seems really like they're, again, the first thing that, that comes out about Gruden isn't nearly as bad, even though it wasn't great, as the next batch. So it's like, why are you leaking that one first? You know, I think it's just all getting leaked as it comes out. And so, like, then we get Gruden. And, and I almost think it's like, you know, 650,000 emails. Were they going through one, of, one at a time, then found something about Gruden that it was like, oh, this thing is a weird thing to say. And then going, oh, uh, maybe we should look at all of Gruden's emails. Well, they've, ar- to like going- they've already known about these. That's that's what's important. So so a few things. And it's like basically what I've been tweeting is, is the, the NFL has known about this for a while. And the NFL is claiming they do not plan on releasing the emails. And I would argue, well, you've already released some of them. And you've thrown... Gruden out there, you've thrown Schefter out there. What is the correspondence? So all these emails were with former Redskins president, Bruce Allen. What is he saying back? There is zero transparency. And I'll give the NFL Players Association credit and Dean Marie Smith credit. I've followed this so closely. He's saying we want all the emails. I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. But, you know, that that's sort of the that's sort of the issue with deciding to release some of them. It's like, yes, John Gruden just said that. But like. How many other people through the years have done stuff It's like just because your email is private doesn't mean you didn't say it or doesn't mean you didn't think it. So the question then becomes like this is truly a Pandora's box. If you open it up and you're going to put stuff out there. that Gruden said and lead to his resignation. How do you then say, Oh, we're only going to release that stuff. hundred percent agree with you, which is why it's like, it, it was it important enough to you and, and Goodell or whoever the NFL players association, blah, 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 whoever is making these decisions can certainly make that decision. Is it important enough to you to make sure John Gruden, uh, information comes out at the risk of you putting out all the other information. 
And if you say, yeah, totally, then fine. I think he's the big fall guy. Again, doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be gone. Right. Got to reiterate that does not mean that he doesn't deserve to be gone. I have no problem with him being gone. But to me, he's the fall guy. Let's not forget Roger Goodell works for the owners. So this was an investigation about one of the owners. Like, I hate to go full tinfoil hat, but to me, it's pretty obvious. This isn't full tinfoil hat. This is a giant cover up. Again, the NFLPA is asking for all the emails. NFL saying we're not going to give them. So I'm glad that they have asked because I would like to see everything. And let's let's not forget this is a statement from I'll read this. This is a statement from employees who used to work for the Washington football team. This is from their attorneys. And I'll just read it verbatim. It is truly outrageous that after the NFL's 10-month-long investigation involving hundreds of witnesses and 650,000 documents related to the longtime culture of harassment and abuse at the Washington football team, the only person to be held accountable and lose their job is the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Our clients and the public at large deserve transparency and accountability. If not, the NFL and Roger Goodell must explain why they appear intent on protecting the Washington football team and owner Dan Schneider at all costs. And I have to agree with that statement because like we've said on the show a million times and like so many people don't understand Roger Goodell is not a governing body for the NFL. Roger Goodell is a figurehead who embodies all the owners. And therefore, of course, like he's protecting his boss. Sure. He's protecting and he's protecting one of the richest franchises and he's protecting like whatever, which obviously, why are you investigating it in the first place if you're not going to do anything about what you find in your investigation? Amen. Couldn't agree more. And, and let's not forget what went down there. I think people have already forgotten. Th- these cheerleaders, they had a bunch of topless photos and photos they didn't want taken. And they were basically escorts on this photo shoot down in... I think the Caribbean or the Bahamas. My point is th- this is like a, you know, like some sort of, I don't, I don't know the word. Do you, it's not like a Jeffrey Epstein thing. And I keep making the joke that Daniel Snyder has some sort of sex Island. But my point is you're putting these women in awful positions and we're all forgetting about this because of the things Gruden said, which has nothing to do with the Washington football team. doesn't mean he shouldn't be fired, but it has nothing to do with it. And that's why I I keep saying the the lack of, I just feel like everybody chases the ball. They're they're the, they're the cat. They they chase the, the yarn and they're not chasing the big picture. Yeah. Gruden's a cog in this. Don't get me wrong, but I I just, I don't know. I, I find it hilarious that we and and you've and you've said it for years like Ben Roethlisberger was accused and basically guilty of multiple sexual assaults and he's still playing so i i, I don't know i i just i don't know and how and that's my thing is there's like a lot of people out there and i think you did it and i don't mean to throw you under the bus here no, but go for it one of the one of the more famous idiot conservative social media trolls brought up Deshaun Watson as well. And it's like Deshaun Watson's not playing and they're investigating Deshaun Watson. So it's like, 
you know, the idea of like, oh, John, what John Gruden did isn't as bad as what Deshaun Watson did. It's like, allegedly, we have John Gruden's emails. We have him signing them and he resigned. Deshaun Watson is under investigation and is also not, not has not played football the entire year. I 100% agree and obviously have been on the on the cause the whole time. Dude, if you look at the Ben Roethlisberger information and if you look at a ton of other people in the league who have been accused of certain things and ha- we have videotape footage of or we have whatever of, the idea that they're still there, yes. But the, the, at the same time is like, I don't understand people's the, the argument is like, so then we should let Gruden stay. It's like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And, and I think that's where people miss the point that that's, that's where we, we totally agree. It's like, okay, Deshaun Watson is still getting paid. Then get rid of him too. Then get rid of Gruden. I have, well, I have no and, and, and there's a good chance that they will get rid of him too. Sure. If he's found like Gruden, there's a smoking gun. He did yeah. it. It's not alleged. Yeah. We have his emails, you know, and we have, uh, you know, again, we have our Ray Rice video and where's Ray Rice. And we have, you know, video of other guys and they're in the league because teams sign Kareem Kareem Hunt. Right. And, and, and that's where you go back to the thing right now. The league has not said the Carolina Panthers can't hire John Gruden tomorrow. Sure. You know what I mean? So like, I think we both agree in this day and age, if it's out there that you have, you're like racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever. It's like, how could you possibly be in charge of an entire organization? But I also understand the point that some of these things are far worse than the emails. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. So you know, there, there's multiple factors. Again, it's not, it's not one or the other to me. And, you know, that's, that's the problem that I've, I've long had with how this stuff is handled. And ultimately we've, we know if you can perform in the field, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I mean, here's a hypothetical. Like if the Raiders are five and zero right now, I still think this plays out differently. I don't know because I mean they were three and one when it started playing out, right? I, I just I just think because winning ultimately is what matters the most. Do you think there's any legs to the conspiracy? Gruden was under the highest paid contract of any coach in the NFL. It was 10 years, 100 million dollars. He has not, in my opinion, he has not lived up to that contract. He's in year four. Is there any legs to this is a way? For them to get out of paying him. I, I don't think so because I don't think like what did they think John Gruden was going to come in and immediately better than be better than a chiefs team. Did they, you know, like they've been they've improving. Been, yeah. They've been improving and they've been like mildly good, but like where, where's the coach that immediately takes teams to 12 and four, you know what I mean? Like who are the, who are these guys? Sean and, yeah. But even then, it's like, yeah, you know, you don't know that's going to happen. So, like, that can't be the idea. Oh, we brought in Gruden and four years in, 
if he's not winning the AFC, then we want out of this contract. I have said for a long time, and I thought, and I think now it'll be like an even weirder version of it. But I was like, oh, six years in, he'll be hosting a show on the floor of the Mirage that's like, you know, picking football games and and also like a, a figurehead member of the Raiders executive team. Now, obviously, that portion of it is not going to be there. But like I see a Ace Rothstein football TV show that airs on, you know, closed circuit Vegas television coming. So here, here's a wild take too. under this investigation was the Washington football team, right? Of like years of stuff they did. Including at one point, McVeigh, LaFleur and Shanahan were all on that same coaching staff. Yep. And they're all, like the hot shots right now in the NFL. So that there's also legs to an argument. I think that people are saying what's in the emails with those three guys that were all on that Washington football staff together as yeah. coaches. I, I, I would love to know more information and, and for the record, again, it doesn't excuse what Gruden did, but let's be honest. Every single owner has said, all these things, I would say. Sure. I mean, Again. the thing that, you know, like the, it, what's hilarious is that the NFL would even let it be leaked or like make it a thing that like part of this, you know, part of the racism claim is that he wanted Eric Reed like out of the league. It's like, guys, we know you already did this. Well, and, and that does lead to other things. Every right? owner, every owner wanted those guys out of the league. As as we can tell by one of them being out of the league. Well, I also think that's almost the NFL, which we knew, but they're they're telling on themselves there. Don't you want to know? I do. I want to know what emails are they sending or people sending about Eric Reed or Colin Kaepernick? Right. I I, I think that's all in there, and I want to know. Right. And, which is crazy because now, like the way the way culture has shifted four or five years ago, they could totally say and totally did. They're on the record as being like, if you do that, we think you should be blackballed from the league. But now retroactively, if those are, if it's out there in words, it's a whole different story. When like literally five years ago, I mean, look at owners on camera on Bob, two, two people, Bob McNair, yeah, owner of the Houston like, Texans saying the, like, the these inmates. guys shouldn't play in the fucking league anymore. Yeah. And he called inmates. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Something along the lines. That's that's what that's what I'm telling you. I, I want, I don't think we'll get it, but I but who knows? I think we're gonna get more if they keep pressuring the league to release this. I, I just again, if you're a listener Good. of the show, let it all burn. Yeah, if you're a listener of the show, don't, don't like I always say, like, don't get too caught up in the Gruden thing. Like Gruden's done, he's fired. And 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 for the record, look, I, I think. Did you watch what Aaron Rodgers said on McAfee's show about it by any chance? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I agree with most everything he said. And I also like that, you know, there is room for growth. Like, I think we need to understand that. I don't know exactly when Gruden said these things. And I know I've, I've said things on this show I would never say nowadays. On record. I've used words I wouldn't use. And I, and I can take the blame and I can own it. 
but you change, you evolve. We're also doing comedy. Sure. I, no, I agree, but I've also said things. Something I, always to remember. No, I, I agree with you, but I've also said things that I wouldn't say nowadays or I evolve, you know, and, and I think that's important with, with everything that goes on, right, in, in the culture now. And listen, I know it's fourth graders or whatever, but like I, I coach high school kids. Do you think you said anything to fourth graders that five years from now you would regret saying? I didn't because no. I take into consideration. Yeah, I'm nothing coaching like that. people. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be uh, a role model. Like what I, you know, what we say in the midst of doing comedy on a podcast or on stage or even in a green room is different than when you're coaching people. You're right. Context matters. He's saying it while, whilst being, you know, on a private email, but he's still the, he, you know, I mean, and that's the part that, he was, was the head ESPN color commentator for that was the, football. Right. And that was the part that was difficult is like, why are like, it, it almost seems crazy that the NFL would be able to even release emails from somebody who wasn't technically working for the, for the league. Yeah. But all that being said, it still doesn't change the fact. It's like, like Aaron Rodgers said, there's like, we're, we, well, there's no place for it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what he said. He said, there's no place for it. Also, you know, we got to hope that people can evolve and grow. And, you know, especially when, you, you know, and I don't know. And, and, and obviously he had an openly gay player on his team. And I don't know if Gruden is there anything, anything to the conspiracy that he had that, that it was, uh, you know, the gay mafia that came after him because he has for years been using the word grinder and then also has homophobic comments like pick a lane Gruden. <laughs> never. That's a good one. I That's a funny joke. I never thought of that. Yeah, he has like Carl Nassib was like, how dare you be writing anti-gay things while also calling everybody a grinder. Yeah. We're taking back grinder. Sure. So I just hope everything comes out and I hope that there's that pressure from them and also the public to not get, like I said, you're to not get caught off by just the Gruden thing. And and I agree with you a hundred percent, but I, and I also agree with you because like, even if it means like, people who have grown or whatever go down. Like I I'm all about like, like let's let it all out. If he's going to be a scapegoat, let's take down all the people that did it and sure. come back to the league in a better place. And then say, it's like a restart. Yes. And, and unfortunately you and I are saying that, and there's a whole, the, the, the opposite side of this spectrum that is, you know, America these days. And it's just wild that it happens is that there's some people who are like, why can't fucking coaches just be racist and owners just be racist? And like, I don't understand. Isn't this still America? Can't you just not like gay people? Can't you just think blacks are dumber? And you're like, what are you talking about? It's like, this is, this is a fucking witch hunt. And you're like, okay, wouldn't it just be better for everybody if all of it came out and all the people that had fucking problematic shit are gone. And we just, the league's not going to stop. 
Everybody loves football. Yeah. No one gives a shit about the head coaches. No one gives a shit about the owners. No one gives a shit about anything but their teams, their cities, and honestly, the players. It's true. So fuck the owners and fuck the coaches. Yeah, I, I look, I agree, but I think you're right. We're just not going to get. That's why I made the comment. But this isn't me justifying people saying racist or homophobic or whatever things by saying all the owners have said this, this isn't me justifying. All I'm saying is don't be fooled. Cause you're right. When you look on social, everybody wants to pick a side and it's like, just because I think it's hilarious that this is all leaked in Monday night football during a Ravens game where they have a statue of a two-time murderer outside their stadium. doesn't mean I excuse what Gruden said. It's like, I'm not saying that what I'm saying is, I agree with everything you're saying. Let it all come out because it's not just the offensive things. I really want to know what's being said behind closed doors about what was going on in the NFL, especially involving the kneeling and the anthem, because there's no way. There is absolutely no way. There's not some wild things in there. Oh, 100%. We know there's wild things in there because, again, the pub, the the front facing public opinion was, fuck this dude forever. No one sign him. And also, they did. There's lose. a reason. The and this goes back to the same thing with the NFL was willing to go to the Supreme Court against Tom Brady and his suspension for Deflategate. He finally accepted it because he was like, they're not giving up. The NFL was like, our lawyers will fight this in front of the Supreme Court. I forgot. It's a good point. And then for Kaepernick, they were like, just pay him off. They didn't want the information they had coming out. Sure. And the information is we 100% blackballed this person for having an opinion. And if you see collusion, if you say, if you see typing from, an email saying we will absolutely never sign him. Then that's the case right there. That's it. Yeah. And they're never going to let that out. Sure. Unless of course it comes out as part of a different investigation, which would be awesome. And I don't watch and you don't either. We don't really watch the mainstream sports media. I don't know what they're saying. I, I feel like a lot of them are so hung up on the Gruden, which you could say maybe they're they don't want to push the NFL as well because they have multi-billion dollar TV deals with the NFL. But I just hope more stuff comes out. I mean, you had to laugh yesterday when Adam Schefter was trending. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is hilarious. You guys, another deflection is you're throwing grenades at Adam Schefter about his reporting and his journalistic standards. That's where we're at. Yeah. What is Dan Schneider hiding? And 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 you know what? It it reminds me of like baseball. Like they got rid of the McCourts in baseball. You know what I mean? They like actively like forced the McCourts to sell. Yeah. But then they wouldn't force the Wilpons to sell, even though the Wilpons had a history of doing way worse shit than the McCourts. It's like, what is going like Dan Snyder? is somebody who's universally hated. Sure. Universally considered a fucking bad guy. Now a part of an investigation because his team is doing all kinds of awful shit. 
Why wouldn't you just be forcing this guy? It's like, why are you protect? What does this guy have on the NFL that you're protecting him so much? It's a great question. Instead of just being like, dude, you got to sell the fucking team. Sorry. All this is around you. Why don't you just sell the team? Why not go McCord on him? Why not go Donald Sterling? Sterling, Yeah. Why are you doing, why are you protecting? Like you protected the will ponds, like MLB protected the will ponds for so long. Like what? Everybody hates Daniel Snyder. Yeah. And yet you're doing everything you can to keep any information about him out. You'll throw coaches, you'll throw reporters, you'll throw players, you'll throw everybody under the bus, but you'll protect him. And since he took over, it's not like the Washington team has done anything. Everybody, the fan base hates him. Everybody hates him. Yeah. I, I agree, man. It's, it, it does make you wonder. Hence me keep joking as a tweet. Like, does he have an Epstein type island? What, what, what does Daniel Schneider have? Does he have underage sex slave women going on? Like, what is going on that the NFL just continues to protect? Because it doesn't really matter, right? If they force him to sell the team and some other billionaire buys the Washington football team, it doesn't matter. In fact, you could argue it makes the league better. Yeah. Because he's a toxic, cancerous owner. But I feel like the NFL, more than any other league, really protects their owners. Yeah. When have they really done a, a Donald Sterling type move or a McCourt type move? I, I can't remember in my lifetime where they forced someone to sell. No, because they're all this whole thing of like, oh, it's the brotherhood, the shield, all this stuff. It's like, oh, you're in, you're in the club. Like the the nba doesn't treat they the owners don't even treat each other like that yeah i mean i mean the nfl of all the leagues we can't forget and i think people do at times is like the definition of old white money it really yeah. is it, there's there's no comparison and, and and i and i dude i would love to know what goes on in these owners meetings it's almost like again i hate to go full conspiracy it's like the oh, bill no, it's like the builder builder you know, 100% stuff. is it's 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 a full on secret society where they're covering things up where they're plotting things where they're like they're literally going I mean I it, you know we keep coming back to it but the Kaepernick thing is it was it was just one it was dude it was one guy kneeling on the sideline because a fucking navy seal told him to why is why did it become the biggest thing ever it became the biggest thing ever because 30 old white dudes were literally sitting, literally sitting in a room, maybe or maybe not in some sort of fucking ceremonial robes with like a virgin burning at the stake. Yeah. And being like, if we let them have an opinion, we'll lose everything. If they're allowed to speak their minds, that people will listen to them. We must eradicate this from the league before it spreads and then they blackballed a dude from playing in the league yeah that's illuminati shit 101 and, and eric reed was a casualty for a while too now he came back but he couldn't have been playing at a higher level at that point in his career right right sadly i don't think we're gonna get what we need to get to, to me, this stuff, no we'll lie. We'll get it. We'll get it 
deep throat five years from now it'll all have blown over no one will care yeah I, I mean people might think i'm crazy but i think this nfl stuff is like jeffrey epstein level as far as the cover-ups what's going on we'll never fully know you, you know you know when you when you have money when you have billions of dollars billions of dollars you can get away with anything you really can i mean again look at the craft thing it's a prime example Guy's worth a billion dollars, and he's, you know, getting sexual favors at a place that is tied up in a in a human trafficking ring. Human trafficking ring. But they also are smart enough to know every Boston person is like, I just wants to get a hand job. It's like, okay, this isn't just a hand job. If you want to just get a hand job, you can do that. There's services for that. You went to some sketchy place at a strip mall in Florida. I don't know. Well, in our last piece of non on the field drama in the NFL, the Mississippi office of the state auditor has sent a demand to Brett Favre seeking repayment of $828,000 for welfare money that was illegally received and spent. So far, have you followed this at all? A little bit, but like the Favre, everything that ever comes out about Brett Favre, it's like, at this point, my thing is just like, Brett Favre, great NFL quarterback. Also, all accounts are that he is a backwards ass, redneck dipshit since he came out of the womb till today. Everything the dude does, every take he's had is terrible. His dick pic scandal, him stealing, like he's just a fucking dipshit, redneck, Mississippi fuck off that was pretty good at playing quarterback. Yeah, so he's paid some money back, but he still owes the remaining $1.1 million. Basically, Favre got paid to do some stuff that he never did, and they wanted their yeah. money back. And, and, the, and the thing was like, oh, he got paid for speaking engagements. That he didn't do. And he's like, right? oh, I didn't know. It's like, how do you not know? Yeah. I don't even understand. Like, if I got a check tomorrow for a show that I did in South Dakota, I'd be like, nah, didn't do that. <laughs> never been there to do comedy. Didn't do it. Like, sure. How do you not know that you didn't? How do you not know you didn't fucking do a speaking engagement? Yeah. This is the only opportunity where Brett Favre being like, I'm a herder idiot, fucking actually works in his defense. What about Favre and Gruden teaming up for their version of Manning Cast? Just called the canceled cast. I like it. Yeah. If they got Gruden, I mean, I tweeted this out from Dirty Sports. Seriously, though, if Eli and Peyton got Gruden, obviously this will never happen. Yeah. Could it set and they the had money? Favre. They did have Favre. Could it set the Monday Night Football record for ratings? Well, yeah, 100%. Right? Don't you think it's guaranteed? I think if we got Gruden, it would set, them, it would set the Monday Night Football record. I might actually have him coming on the show later. I don't know. I've, I've I got some requests for Gruden to come on to explain himself. 
I, I think the funniest part of all this is that he still lives two doors down from Derek Carr. That's got to be awkward. Yeah. He's probably, <laughs> I don't know. Derek Carr is like a Fresno Jesus freak. Derek Carr's like, man, this is bullshit. They're just railroading you, coach. I love you. If, if they take your house away, you could live in my house. He's like, oh, thanks, Derek. Derek spoke. He did speak on it. He said how much he loved uh, Gruden, but he yeah. wants he wants all the emails released as well. Nice. He said, uh, if we start opening up everybody's private emails and texts, people would start sweating a little bit. Hopefully not too many, but maybe that's what they should do for all the coaches and GMs and owners from now on is open up. You've got to open up everything. Let's see what's going on. He also added, I love the man, but you hate the sin. He went, he went, he went religious there. Yeah. No one's perfect. I love the man, but hate the sin. He should probably stop by the church on Friday, get in one of those booths, apologize, and then we'll just get him back in. Well, you know what? I, I, I compare mean, this to, I, I don't know about any of our fathers because that's not a play, but I'd say a hundred Hail Marys should do it. You just sit there, coach, you, you sit there in the first pew and you, you think about what you did. And okay. then we just right back out on the field. Raiders are three and two right now. Yeah. So they have 12 games remaining. Yeah. What do the Raiders finish? Eight and nine. You still think they would win eight games? Seven and 10. You, you're already dropping. You just like dropped a game just like that. Yeah. That's right. You convinced me. But like, I mean, I think they're still talented enough that they win football games, especially against, you know, I think they're more talented than a lot of teams. How does he put that on email? Dude, what are you thinking? Well, he's not. He's thinking, I'm John Gruden. I'm allowed to say any, literally anything I want. It's unbelievable. Well, I think, is this, is this a segue to discuss Kyrie Irving? I guess. I don't know how they're related, although he's also dumb, I guess, would be the segue. Yeah. Well, why don't we, before we do that, why don't we discuss something positive, Joe? Let's why don't we discuss something positive and, and by positive, I mean, Miller light. Is there anything more positive than Miller light? Literally nothing. And now they've, they, they've like, you know, I got to say we started working with Miller light because we loved, I loved specifically their beer. It's like, I'm here. I'm a ride or die Miller light guy. But I just feel like they just keep stepping up their game. I mean, their merch is strong. Their social media is strong these days. Oh, yeah, their social is great. And now, the, the Andy, you got to tell them about what's happening now because I've seen I've seen mentions of it on their social media, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So It's awesome. You know, Miller Lite has always been connected with football, right? As long as I can remember. Miller Lite, football, football, Miller Lite. They, they've always been connected. Are, are we surprised, by the way, that – the Cowboys have seen a dramatic franchise turnaround since since Miller Lite is everywhere in their promotions. Like they they do they do post game press conferences light. It's in the stadium light. I don't know what you know brands they had before, and I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan. But when you get that Miller Lite power, it's almost like they can turn curses around. It's true. So to celebrate the return of Miller time moments over football. Miller Lite created the Miller Timeless Collection. This is really cool. It's a collection of six stunning rings, 
set in solid 10 karat gold and featuring a microchip inside each ring. The chip can detect when all six rings are together. This is like Voltron. <laughs> yeah, it is. The chip can detect when all six rings are together, enjoying Miller time in football and unlock free Miller light. It's pretty awesome. There is amazing. There's only one six pack of the ring in existence. Will you be the one to win them for your group? No purchase necessary. You must be of legal drinking age in the United States. For more information on how to enter and contest requirements for all this great stuff to get these six rings, visit MillerTimelessCollection.com. So once again, that's MillerTimelessCollection.com. That portion of the ad is over, and now I'm going to just go through a personal message. Guys, I have not read all the rules and regulations, but I feel like as a paid spokesman for Miller Lite, I'm probably not eligible to participate in this kind of thing. That is why I'm going to grab the microphone and bring it very close to my mouth and say, dirt balls, can you please do this? I need this to be somebody I know. I need this to be a group. I almost want to be like, I don't know the rules and regulations, but maybe you guys have a six and I'm like an alternate for like one, one of your six can't make it. And I'll come and you're like, oh, Tim's in the hospital. I'll be like, give me Tim's ring. I'm there. I can do it. Like I will be on standby. I need to be a part of this. Dirt balls, please, please visit. What is it? What's the website, Andy? Miller, Miller collection.com. Miller. Jeez, I already forget it. Miller like timeless collection.com. Guys, please go check this out. I need this to be a group of dirt balls that bring their six rings together in some sort of superhero Voltron situation that leads to life. A lifetime of Miller Lite. I need this yeah. to be one of you guys or gals. Please do it. I'm begging you. This is a personal endorsement. Well, right, we, we just talked about it briefly. We, let's go back to Kyrie. He does. He has one ring. He's got a NBA championship ring. Yep. And it looks like he's not going to play this year. Oh, well. So. The Nets announced earlier this week that they don't want him on a team. They're not going to do this. You just miss home games or games in New yeah. York. Because they know the ridiculousness that comes with talking yeah. about it. And and then Kyrie went on Instagram Live last night. I assume you watched a lot of it. I did not. I watched none of it. Okay. I didn't even know it happened. Did not know. No. Okay, so Kyrie goes on Instagram Live last night. And and the big clip floating around. I didn't watch all of it. I, I was I'm, I'm back to normal bedtime. I watched a lot of it. Why you know I can play some of it. Why okay. don't I do that? So this is this is what he said. This is the first time he's spoken since the Nets said that he's not on the team until right. he's vaccinated. So this is what uh, Kyrie had to say. Make these convictions yourself. Like, I got to make these myself. Because it's going to continue to revolve around this and that. And, yo, you're going to lose out on money. And you're going to lose out on this. Like, so what? It's not about the money, baby. It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? 
You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? You think I really just want to give up my job? You think I really just want to sit at home and 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 not go after the things with my teammates that I, I've been able to to grow with, to learn with, to learn that it takes sacrifice in this space because we could be easily at home chilling with our families, but we're choosing to go out there and perform. You know, and even in that job, like that that's a dream come true. I've been working on that since I was in fourth grade. You think I want to give up my livelihood because of a mandate, because I don't have accommodations, because I'm unvaccinated? Come on. I'm not gonna be used as an as as a person in this agenda. You know, like I, I'm not I'm not even gonna speak on that. I'm just saying like it should be not it should not be divided amongst all of us. It should just be understood and respected. And mind you, once again, I'm going to repeat, this is not about the Nets. It's not about the organization. It's not about the NBA. It's not politics. It's not any one thing. Okay. So we've had a couple of different situations with this and with different players. And what I said about the other guys, like I said about, uh, was it Jonathan Isaac's terrible take was like, you're not arguing to me a point that is valid in why you don't want to get it. Now, Kyrie, on the other hand, is doing what I said that these guys should do if they're doing this. He's clearly saying he's not talking about the side effects. He's not talking about, he's saying, I'm not doing it. This is a freedom fighter situation. This is a, I'm, you're not going to control me situation. Cool. There was a time in the NHL where you didn't have to wear helmets. And then you did. And I remember specifically Craig McTavish, who played for the New York Rangers, was grandfathered in because he was not a helmet guy. And then they made the rule so he could keep doing it until he retired. But now they know helmets protect you. They're required to play. If you don't want to play in a helmet, then don't play. And Kyrie is saying, you can't force me to do it, and I'm not going to play. Cool. Bye. The idea that this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, the way people are making this out is not to – Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is telling you, get, get fucking vaccinated. And your argument for why you won't, in terms of all the other stuff people are saying, the side effects, and I don't know, and it's too fast, it's all that. All that shit is ridiculous, so we're not having it. But if Kyrie's saying, I'm a flat earther and I'm not going to be forced to do this, I have crazy wild beliefs. And my wild belief is you can't force me to do this. That's fine. You can't force somebody to wear a helmet to play in the NHL. You can just tell them they can't play if they don't wear one. Bye forever, GIF. And also, is it too obvious to trade him for Ben Simmons immediately straight up? Like, why are these two teams not doing this? You know, everyone again on this is is quick to take like a side. And again, all this stuff has been so overly politicized, in my opinion. He can do what he wants. Totally. I, I, I agree. Like, dude, if you don't want to take the vaccine, cool. If you don't want to play. And no one's mandating it. This idea that there's mandates. Well, the city is to, to play. To play. Yeah. But no one's forcing him to get it. So if he doesn't play, 
He doesn't have to get it. He can live a life as an unvaccinated. No one's forcing this. That's that's where the politicization politicization of this is becoming like what people are screaming about is not true. No one's forcing anyone to get the vaccine. At all. No one's forcing you to get it. You don't want to get it. You don't have to get it. Well, the, the president did order, you know, he has said a nationwide government mandate on certain jobs sure by, by December 8th that that would absolutely. be absolutely and and listen i there's a lot of things there's a lot of jobs that you have to do certain things to do whatever like yeah but no one's for, like they're not rounding up people who don't get it they're not taxing you more if you don't get it they're not marking you if you don't get it they're just saying if you want to drive a car you need a driver's license. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to pass the bar. If you want to play in a gigantic arena, you need to be vaccinated. There's a million of these rules out there. If you want to travel internationally, you need a passport. There's a million of these rules. No one has ever said you have to have a passport. You can just be like, dude, I'm not ever leaving fucking Alabama. And they're like, cool, don't get a passport. Yeah, I you know, Kyrie. My, my take. We've been very critical of Kyrie over the years. He he's a flat earther. He's outspoken. He's a flat earther. He's a contrarian. Like I would call myself a contrarian too. I think most comedians are. I'd say you are too. I think we're contrarian by nature because we question things and we think a lot of the status quo is bullshit. And Kyrie tries to do that, but I would argue Kyrie's contrarian takes more times than not are just bad. They're bad takes. The flat earth take is a bad take. You know, I don't agree with his take here either. Obviously, I, by the way, I totally agree with his take here. You do. Yeah. He doesn't want to get vaccinated. Cool. Great. No one's forcing you to. Bye. Now, if you're the kind of person that says, I refuse pants entirely i wear not my i can only live my life my penis free to the wind i that's awesome man that is a fucking crazy great hot take you're you will not be constricted by pants sorry you're not allowed to go out in public you can't go to parks you can't go to restaurants can't go to the beach except for some beaches but you'll have to you have to pant up till you get there you have to pant up till you get to the nudist beach but if you want to go Jack Nicholson in the 80s and be naked all the time and serve people pie when they come over to your house, stay inside. Now, Jack Nicholson also put on pants when he had to go out in public. But if you're the kind of person that's just like, yo, I'm no pants all the time. I'm like, cool. But you can't go in public. There's rules. Now, we may one day get to the point where we go, hey, it's cool. Kids can see a penis. Let's let people just walk around. But right now. If you're, if that's your hot take, and by the way, I want to reiterate, if that's your hot take, you're awesome, dude. You are not going to wear pants. I love it. You also cannot shop anywhere. You can't shop anywhere. Sorry. It's not a pant mandate. It's just the rules. I will say, while I I think, you know, he can do what he wants, and I agree, and, and while I think, you know, his reasonings, I don't 
necessarily agree with as far as the vaccine and why he's not getting it and for anyone for that sake, you know. Well, I don't agree. I'll say I, I think and I and I know people won't agree with me on this. Someone I think it takes balls to give up your livelihood and your income. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give Kyrie that. Well, I don't agree with him. He, He's made it, more money than most people make in their lifetime. He is. But but my point is he's not he, doing this day one coming into the NBA. Sure, sure. But he's still putting his money where his mouth is. I sure. give him credit. I give him credit for that. I think a totally. lot of people don't. And and like I said before, the other guys were saying, you know, like, and then they just say some not scientific shit about like, you know, it's just like developed too fast. And like we just don't know side effects. We just don't know whatever. It's like now you're saying something that like scientists can prove ridiculous. So just now that you've been proven it, get your shot and go play basketball. What Kyrie is saying is not any of that stuff. He's like, you can't tell me I need to. And it's like, I 100% agree. They just can tell you, you can't play basketball. Yeah. And they did. And you did. And so sure. everybody here is on the same page. Kyrie doesn't want to get the vaccine. The Nets don't want him. If he doesn't, he's not going. Seems like, seems like everybody's seems like it's chill. Yeah. Well, it's obviously it's stressful for his team. It's stressful for his coach. It's, it's, you know, as the longer this lingers, but you're right. If, if this, if this is where we're at, if it actually is. And Kyrie just doesn't play, then they can move on as an organization and try to win and try to take what and, they need to and do. And the whole other thing is like, why are we even talking about the NBA? Why are we even talking about the Nets? This isn't any of their rule. This is a state of New York rule. Yeah. There are, once again, I can't, you know, second time idiots are coming up for this, but there's, there are, you know, conservative talk show pundits who are like, hey, Magic Johnson played with AIDS. Cool. California didn't have a HIV like mandate in giant arenas this these are you're comparing apples and hiv like they're not the same the nets have not said we want a vaccine man well that's that's also full grifting from those people like like the same of course it is i have laughed this the same conservative slash like right-wing pundits who are now applauding Kyrie were the same ones who've had problems with him on the social justice stuff within the of black course. community. Yeah. So my, so my thing is like, I haven't looked, but I'd love to see some tweets about what some said about Kyrie or the NBA in general, a year, year and a half ago. So like, to me, that's right. a total grifting. Like Kyrie is suddenly this beacon of. But also just freedom. like even, even imagine typing stuff like that. Like magic Johnson was allowed to play with HIV. What? Yeah, I, I I don't understand that comparison. It makes no sense to me. Of course it doesn't. And then people are like, well, you know how HIV spreads? It's not like breathing each other. It's like, yeah, it's by blood. And people bleed in the NBA all the time. It's like, tell me you don't know how HIV spreads without telling me you don't know how HIV spreads. If Magic Johnson gets elbowed in the nose and suddenly bleeds all over himself, no one is getting HIV. Unless the trainer then goes and fucks his nose. 
And so imagine typing that and then having people who follow it. Yeah, look. Everything that's wrong with like now is like, these are the conversations we're having around Kyrie. When the conversation we should be having around Kyrie is the state of New York has a vaccine mandate. The state of California has a vaccine mandate for big things. We can talk all we want about how that's ridiculous. Sure, we could talk all we want about it. Okay, we could also talk again about, you know, how I think it's ridiculous that they say I can only travel so fast in my automobile. We could we could break down how overreaching the government is at times. But California has a vaccine mandate for big arenas. New York does. Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated. Seems like everybody's on the same page. Bye. Don't play basketball anymore. And I think that's what's going to happen. And and the Nets will be fine. Obviously, the Nets will still be really good. They've Probably two... better. Yeah, I was going like to say. Like I said the whole time, the two of the three that I'd want are there. They have a great team around them. So we'll and immediately see. send them to Philadelphia. Train them. Get, get, get Ben Simmons. And, and, and let's not forget, Kyrie has been, since that Cavs championship, he's been. He immediately demanded a trade off so the saying, best player in history's team. I don't know where his head. Celtics, I don't know where his Celtics. head's at. Right. Like, yeah. where, where's his head been with basketball in general in the last five years? It doesn't. It doesn't seem to me like Kyrie is really into basketball the last five years. You could argue, from all the things he's done. So, I agree. I think this actually makes them a better team. And once this is behind them, but that's a big if. If this is behind them, I should say, because as we know, these the things, media won't give up on it. Yes, these things tend to not go away. And. You know, this was obviously big news because he did go on Instagram live and it's all come out. So we're discussing it. But at this point, unless something new happens, I, I don't think there's really much else to say about the Kyrie not getting vaccinated situation. There's rules that you got to wear pants. Kyrie doesn't want to wear pants. Hot take. Kind of love it. Bye forever. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm team. I'm all about the no pants. If, if that was a thing. Right. You would be. I'm sure I'm, you can I'm, do it in the comforts of your home. I never can't yeah. go for a run. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I think I think we should get rid of underwear as well. I mean, I think it's hard to say. You know, there's a lot of these new underwears like these, you know, they're like, oh, it's it's this kind of blend. It's this kind. Of, we don't know the long term effects of bamboo underwear. I mean, the idea of not wearing it is so reasonable. See what you're doing there. Boxer shorts, we know. Tidy whities we know. You know, boxer briefs are relatively new. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, Jesus wasn't wearing boxer briefs. We don't know the long-term effects of boxer briefs. Look at Marky Mark. He was, the, you know, he's like the original boxer brief guy. You know, he's had his ups and downs. Sometimes people say, it's Marky Mark all there, you know? He's a test case. Let's keep monitoring Marky Mark. I agree. Well, Marky Mark's team is advancing in Major League Baseball playoffs. The Red Sox, they did it, it again. I mean, they always do, I feel like, come playoffs. 
the Rays, the favorites out. Tough one to watch. You hate the Rays because, like, what a weird franchise where they get rid of all their players and they play in the worst stadium ever and whatever. But it's like, I'd rather that than Boston. So it's tough to watch. Boston moves on. It's real tough because you have the cheaters against the Red Sox now. I know. Who are you rooting for? What do you root for? You got to root for the cheaters. The fans didn't cheat, right? You got to root for the cheaters. I'm almost like, listen, uh, you know, this is, this is a tough one, man. This is the thing again. It's like, yeah, the couple of those guys are still there, you know, but like the fan base, like they didn't cheat. Now they're, they're pretty horrible in defending them through a lot of this. But I'd argue defending your team in the face of blatant cheating, still not as bad as yelling racial slurs at every opposing player that comes through town. Well, I guess I'm on Astros. I guess I'm on Astros winning, losing in the series. Like, I don't know. It's the best I can hope for. We need the Giants to get through. We need the Giants to get through. If I have Braves, Dodgers. Dodgers, Boston Astros, I'll eat a gun. Yeah, I, I, I don't want any of those teams. Also, if we are all giants, if the Dodgers advance, I think, I think they'll, they'll wrap up that Brave series quickly, and then you got a Dodgers in the series again. Yeah, that that Dodgers Giants game tonight, big one. Huge. I would have liked to seen the Rays win a World Series. I know their fan base sucks. I know the stadium is a joke. It would have been nice though. I, I, I don't root for the Dodgers, even though I, even though I lived there for so long. I just I, I, don't I, know. I I've told the story a million times. I came out here being like, I'm gonna low key be a Dodgers fan. It lasted one inning of one game, and I and I was like, oh fuck these people. The beach ball ruin you. Oh, the beach ball, the wave, <laughs> the threatening people. Hey, Jay. Like, hey, I'll chase Otley, obviously. Yeah. I know. I'm not like the biggest Giants guy either, but I. Well, let's I, go. They got a fun team. Misfits. Get Wilmer Flores a ring. The Dodgers, the Dodgers in the World Series again. How many World Series have they been to recently? I mean, f- like four or five, right? So, so they lost to Red Sox, Astros, Astros, beat the Rays. So three? Is that right? Did I miss one? I was already putting them in there for this year. No, that's right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 uh, I don't, I don't like these remaining teams, though. It's kind of a bummer. Except the Giants. Let's go. So we got, we got a tough week for picks. I think, at least in my opinion. Ooh, a tough week. Like you think the picks are tough? Yeah. You want, you want to get to the picks? Okay. 
Sure. Do it? Let's do it. Well, as usual, our NFL weekly picks are presented by FanDuel. Dirtballs, if you have not signed up, go log on. FanDuel.com forward slash dirty because new FanDuel fantasy players, your day is about to get 20% better. Start playing fantasy this football season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. So if you are a fan of the daily fantasy, and I know a lot of you guys are, go sign up now. I was debating as we get into these games, and we'll start off with this, whether to start Tom Brady tonight. He's got a hurt thumb, but he also threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns last week. Debating if I want to put Brady in the single-game slate. So you guys can do that tonight as well. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at fanduel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty age and location restrictions apply bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days okay let's do it pull up my FanDuel app and look at my picks right now week six after this week we'll be, we will be a third of the way through the nfl season it always goes quickly. All right. The Bucks at home. I'm sorry. On the road against Philly. Like I said, Brady, Brady's got an injury. I mean, who knows? I was monitored before the show. I was watching the NFL network and they were discussing it. And, you know, he's all we know and blah, blah, blah. Six and a half is a big spread. Philly's a lot better at home. I'll start it off, though. With all, that, with all that being said, I think the offense is, is rolling pretty well right now. And the Bucks D is still suspect, but the Eagles don't have the best offense either. Therefore, I think the Bucks on a short week that's that favors the veteran and versus the rookie or not rookie, the second year QB. I'm gonna go Bucks win and cover. I am absolutely gonna agree with you. Um, I think that the Bucks just have too much offense for the Eagles, especially when, you know, I watched a lot of the Eagles Panthers game last week and the box score doesn't show it. Jalen hurts was bad for three quarters. Bad, bad. I said at one point I tweeted, it. I was like, I don't know who the worst quarterback in football is, but I know he plays in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he was bad, bad for three quarters, had a great, had a good fourth quarter, led them back. But I mean, looked really bad. And Despite, you know, a good fourth quarter and stockpiling a lot of points and getting there, it's like, dude, he, he looked suspect to me. And I just think that there's no way they can't run the ball against that Bucks defensive line. And you turn over, let's have a, let's have a Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady shootout. I'll take Brady minus six and a half the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Even if he's somewhat hurt, but also I don't know what to believe of those injury reports. Like, I don't know what that means. All right, we got a battle of two bad Florida teams up next for you to go first. Dolphins at Jags. 
The Finns are three-point favorites. This is a tough one, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say. It's a tough one. I do think both of these teams are bad. Uh, a lot of the money has been on Jacksonville so far. Um, but I just, you know, listen, everybody had high hopes for this Dolphins team. I don't think the Dolphins are very good, but I think they're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take him to win and cover, although I do think it'll be down to like a three point game. I think it'll be right there, but I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Yeah. Do I, do I, do I dare? This is a tough one for me. Do I dare take the Jags to get a win finally? I think the Jags will win two games, maybe three this year. The Jags have lost how many straight? What are they right now? They won week one last year. And then they lost the rest. So, so 15 last year. They've and- lost 20 straight. <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta be due for a W, right? But then again, I think this locker room is so far gone from buying into anything Urban Meyer spits out of his mouth. By the way, Urban Meyer loves John Gruden this week. Yeah. Absolutely loves him to take I've off. seen it many times. They're calling the they're calling the Urban Meyer scandal Farrah Fawcett. Oh, because remember, she died and then Michael Jackson died like 20 minutes later. That's right. Like, Charlie, Michael Jackson's dead. I always felt bad for her on that. She died the same day as Michael Jackson. OK, I'm going to take a chance here and do sh- it. No, Let's I go. don't. Oh, you, you just egged me on too hard. Actually, I'll do it. It's a terrible <laughs> chance. I have zero faith in that. I'm going to take the Jags to cover. Oh, I hate doing that. But I'm doing it. All right. Next up, another London game. Texans travel. I don't even know if it's London. It's England. So the Colts are the home team. Doesn't really matter. The Colts are 10-point favorites in the UK. Epic loss by the Colts. That's just a huge loss that they needed. They needed to win that game. You blew a 16 point fourth quarter lead. I've you want it, you want to hear fucking awesome news, Andy? I went out and watched that game at Tony P's in the marina with my brother. They were down and out in the fourth quarter of the Ravens. A 16 point, I think was it bigger than that at one point as well? I'm not sure. I know it was 16 in the fourth quarter. I take the live Ravens money line. Let's go, baby. And one when they were down huge. Cause I was like, I don't believe in Carson Wentz. Well, you were right. It was a good call. It was glorious. Not a ton of money on it, but like great odds. Yeah. So I'm going first. 10 is a lot. I know the, the other thing though is these games in England are so tough to pick. I'm going to go with Texans, though. I just, 10 is too much for me. I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I also think it's the Texans. Like, what, you know, the, the, the number being so high seems to be based on there being some sort of offensive explosion last week that puts them up so big against the Ravens. But meanwhile, they lose that game. So, I mean, I know David Mills isn't uh, Lamar Jackson. But David Mills looked all right last Is week. David or Davis? Nah, who cares? 
tomato tomato that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) devin mills looked pretty good last week davis with an s davis stanford quarterback crash davis mills uh he looked okay last week against the patriots i'm also on the texans all right nfc north battle Packers traveled to Soldier Field where the Bears are five and a half point dogs at home. Five and a half, huh? Yeah. Um, Bears killed me last week. Absolutely sure. murdered my life last week against the Raiders. Not knowing. I wish I had known that there was thousands of other Gruden emails out there. I thought just the one. He could fight through just the one. Little you, did I know, you know, the, cra- you know the craziest one person on this. You know the craziest one that I saw that they hadn't even really discussed. He says he only orders personal pan pizzas. Dude, I saw this. You want to hear the craziest one that wasn't released? He said if he had to choose between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, he would take Mike McCarthy. Ooh, I was that's... like, wow, you should be fired just for that. Um, yeah, I me, saw. I saw no. another. I saw another crazy one. He doesn't wipe after he shits. That is a weird one. He said only F word, you know what? Wipe after they shit. Real real man just just shit and pull their pants up. This isn't confirmed, but I heard I saw Schefter was like that. That Miller Lite is not his preferred beer. Oh, man, dude, fire this guy into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike. John Gruden, I would never take Mike McCarthy over Aaron Rodgers. Unlike John Gruden, I would never choose a beer that wasn't from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That being said, I'm going with the Packers. I just think Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, and I'm here for it. He does. Man. Five and a half is a lot, though, Andy. It's a it lot. Is. Let's it be is. honest. It, it's a it, lot. Is a, it is a lot. The Bears' offense is so bad, though. It's so bad. They win that game last week because their defense. They win. The Bears have won every game in the last thirty years because of their defense. We've discussed this. When have the Bears ever had a potent? Their most potent offense was under Jay Cutler, and it wasn't even that potent. Yeah. I just don't think the Bears have enough offense. I gotta go with the Packers. I know that pains you to hear that, but. It does. It does. I'm going to go with the Packers. All right. I'm up first for this next one. Chiefs travel to Washington, where hopefully they will uncover all the emails. Unlikely. They're six and a half point favorites. Like, a, a, like, a, like a pile of ribs. Andy Reid will get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I hope he does. There's, there's a big spread here. This is six and a half on the road. Both teams are two and three. The Chiefs' defense is so bad. It's such a liability. Now, Taylor Haneke, you know, he's all right. He's a formidable, he's a serviceable quarterback, whatever you want to call it. Formidable. That's not a good word. Serviceable. That's what I wanted to use. He's a serviceable quarterback. But at some point, the Chiefs have to just light somebody up. And I'm going to hope it's this week. Dear God, help me. Kansas City Chiefs win and cover. I agree. I just think they have too much fire. If, if you know, 
if Daniel Jones and the Giants are putting up points on this Redskins, like this Redskins team, the the the, the idea that this Redskins team was going to have play good defense is, you know, it's out the window. Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. Washington can score some points too, but I just don't think they keep up. And I think this is the game that gets the Chiefs back on track. The Vikings travel to Carolina. The Vikings are two-point favorites, Joe. What say you? What say me is uh, it's a tough one. What says me is I didn't like the end of I I didn't I think the, you know the Carolina run you'd lose that game to the Eagles. I think that's the beginning of the end. It was a fun run. Looked like they might win a few games. I hate the Vikings. I don't think they're good, but I think they win the game. And I think, you know, when two points, like can't win by a whole lot less than two. Yeah. I don't like Carolina right now, but I'm going to be different. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Okay. Sucks. I hate having to root for Kirk cousins. Yeah. I, you know, since they're, they're dogs at home, I'm going to go with the Panthers. All right. Chargers at Ravens. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. Baltimore is a three-point favorite at home. Is it you or me first? I believe it's uh, you because I just took the Vikings. Yeah. I say the Chargers travel across the country. They win this game and they cover. They go to five and one. I might be being a homer here, but that offense is tough to stop. Yeah, I think a little bit of a letdown game after a huge comeback win for the Ravens. I could see this being a close game. I could see the Ravens pulling it out, but I like that the Chargers, who I think are actually the better team, are getting points. I hate the West to East, but they've actually been okay so far. They played well, you know, enough to get the win when they were in Washington. Um, You know, the big concern for me in picking the Chargers, which I'm going to, is, you know, does does this Ravens D, which is always good, and always, you know, plays man up and like, can, can Herbert, this is a big show me game for Herbert. If he, if he just goes on the road West to East plays well against good defense where he's going to have to make some reads that this is his leap. I like him to do it. I'm going to take the chargers. This game could bite both of us in the ass, but yeah, I'll take the chargers. I don't want to lose a game picking against the chargers team. I think it's better. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree. All right. The Bengals traveled to Detroit, the two worst organizations in the NFL the last 30 years. Yeah, I said it. Detroit's winless. The Bengals are three and two. Tough loss last week at home against the Packers. The Lions are three and a half point underdogs at home. You go first. Three and a half is a lot because I think the, the, you know, you almost can count on the Lions losing by a field goal. That being said, I was I was impressed by the Bengals last week in that loss. I know it was a home game for them. I mean, inside can't hurt Burrow and that, that you know, a high-powered offense-ish. Um, hopefully, he's healthy. Well, the uh, status is they've limited his speaking this week. I mean, this is so hilarious. Th- th- Kyrie should get a throat contusion. <laughs> <laughs> Be, it'd be in the NBA. He just couldn't talk. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals. 
Okay. I think this one, another one that could bite me because I think the line, I mean, you can almost count it on the Lions losing by three. Yeah, but I'm going to disagree. I don't, I don't like how a lot of people think like this is the week the Lions win. I, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I can't. I, I think what this showed you what it showed you that the their coach was crying last week. I, I think this is the week the Lions win. And also my bias is setting in hardcore. My yeah, I'm going to make up. I'm going to make up a game here on you just picking against the Bengals every week. My disdain for the Cincinnati Bengals is in full force right here. This is the game where everybody in Cincinnati is like talking about moral victories, which is the most Cincinnati Bengal fan thing to do ever. There are no moral victories in the NFL. That is not a thing. It is Super Bowl or bust, as you always say. Losing in overtime to the Packers is not a moral victory. You got to win that game. You're at home. You have a chance to win how many times? So I think they have a letdown. The Lions have been close. Don't bite me, Lions. They've been close. But the Lions, like the Jags, have to win a couple games here and there. And I think this is going to be the week. At the very least, like you said, they lose by three points and they cover. Rams travel east to west to your Giants. West to east, yep. Yeah, west to east, sorry. Rams are 10-point favorites. Before I make my pick, what is the status of Daniel Jones? Looking like he might play. Okay. Um, I ultimately don't care, to be honest. I'm just messing around. Rams win and cover. I think Rams win and cover, too. Uh, it does make a difference. I mean, the difference between Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon is sure great. PFF's six-rated quarterback in football or Mike Glennon. Um, but I just think that the Giants... More, almost more concerned, not more concerned than the quarterback, but like Giants, Andrew Thomas didn't play last week. If he doesn't play this week, I mean, the, the, I just don't think that with a hobbled Daniel Jones, a potential left tackle out, multiple uh, receivers out, Saquon up in the air. Like, I, I just think the Rams defense is too good. And I think, you know, that the Rams could win this game 21 nothing, even if the Giants defense, which has been awful, figured out. So, yeah. I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm on the Rams. All right. This is another good one where you got West to East Cardinals travel to Cleveland. Browns are three and a half point. Ooh, that half is huge here. Browns are three and a half point favorites. Wow. Three and a half. Yeah. Hmm. So I have my two and a half on another one and I have the Browns. I'm not betting on the three and a half hook. I'll go with the Cardinals on three and a half. I actually like this. I like a Browns win. I like a Browns field goal win here. I have my two and a half. I'm going to head. I'm going to middle my bets. I'm two and a half and one, and I'll take them. I'll take the Cardinals at three and a half here. Half point. Like I just said, it's huge. I, I, I agree. If this was two and a half, I would take the Browns. I agree. The Cardinals are going to, again, are going to have to lose at some point. It feels like the game they lose. I totally agree. This feels like a game they lose. But I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. Again, it's half. Yeah. They're going to keep it close. It's really, yeah, I was looking forward to getting one here on a, on a Browns pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I'm going to go with it. Dare I say Baker Mayfield's commercials are better than he is a quarterback? Like, where are we at on that? I was thinking about that the other day. 
Like, I think his commercials are better than his ability on the field. Sure. 100%. And guess what? I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to take the Browns. Ooh. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. But it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Od- that mean- Odell, Odell breakout game. Let's go. Oh, my God. You're still on that guy. Unbelievable. Well, honestly, I, I think I think the most reckless thing in uh, Odell Beckham's career was getting away from probably two better quarterbacks in New York in a wash D line. I mean, Baker Mayfield has missed and and avoided why like you almost yeah, got to go. Did you see Odell Beckham's drop on fourth and two last week? Yeah. Did you see that by any chance? Yeah. Just straight up dropped. Yep. This stat to me is is not good for Odell. Odell's receiving yards per game by season. Have you seen this? Yeah, oh yeah. He's down to 41.3. Somebody should ask him if it's Baker's fault. Somebody should ask him and little Wayne. But he's just not used in their offense, Joe. It's, it's He's been honestly though, he has been wide open and just like Baker like doesn't want to throw him the ball. Or misses him when he does, epically. The Browns are trying to move him. That's according to pro football talk. I mean, mean, think about this. They had 42 points on Sunday. So they just had an offensive explosion against the Chargers. Baker, Baker, or I'm sorry, not Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham Jr. had two catches for 20 yards and three targets. Njoku was targeted seven times. Donovan Peoples-Jones, six. Rashard Higgins, five. Kareem Hunt, six. Put me on the Browns. Put me on them. I would definitely trade them. I've been saying this for a long time now. They don't, I just don't think, I mean, that offense is, you know, they just they have so many pieces. They don't, they don't need it. Okay, here's another three and a half. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos are three and a half. How do the Raiders respond? Is this me or you? This is you. No, this is a tough one right here. This is one of the tougher ones. Three and a half for the Broncos? I just, I can't do it. I got to go Raiders on here. Ah, I love it. Let's go. I'm on the Broncos. Uh... I feel like. I feel like the Broncos, if anything, with that defense, learns a little something from the Bears' performance last weekend. You don't have a head coach in there to fix the problems. You got a guy who's an interim head coach. The Broncos' season was over for me until now. Let's go. Broncos win and cover. I love that I'm taking the last two. I was like, I'm going to stick with the Browns-Broncos combo. Then I almost bailed on the Browns. I'm back on the Browns. I'm back on the Broncos. If your name starts with B-R-O, bro, I'm in. All right. Cowboys at Patriots. A battle of Andy, a couple of Andy Ruther's teams. What? Now now I'm a boys and Patriots fan? You're unbelievable. This is a a Tug Coker, Andy Ruther battle. You're unbelievable. Patriots are three and a half dogs at home. Yeah. You go first. I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, I think I don't, I still believe the Cowboys are paper tigers. 
Uh, can't wait to have Tug Coker come on and talk about it. But I think the 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 part of the Cowboys being Paper Tigers long run is going to be that their record is going to be exceptionally good and they're really not going to be nearly as good as their record. Uh, I don't love this three and a half, but I just don't like, I just don't know how the Patriots keep up scoring wise. Yeah. That's my thing. That's where I agree. I just, I don't think the Patriots can score enough points. So I'm gonna go with the Cowboys as well. Sunday night, Geno Smith era is underway in Seattle. Seahawks travel to Pittsburgh where the Steelers are five and a half point favorites. Sales def- defense is garbage and they have Geno Smith. But I'm not like not like convinced about anything on the Steelers offense. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna go see. I know it sounds crazy. I'm gonna go Seahawks. What is it? You got it at five and a half? Five and a half. I'll take the I'll take the Steelers anyway. Um, this is to another another team that's gonna like. I I think I think the Steelers are straight up bad, but then people will be like, I don't know. Here we are, three like, and oh, three. Yeah. Oh, because you beat Geno Smith. Yeah, if they win, they're at three and three. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. All right, Monday Night Football should be a good one. Buffalo travels to Tennessee. Titans are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Bills. It's a tough one. A really tough one. I'm going to take the Bills, and I hate it. We're going to have another different pick then. I'm this, is, t- this is the one that's going to really hurt when it. When I'm going to go Tennessee. So just five and a half is too big. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Ooh, you're really rolling the dice there, Prano. I agree. I think it's too big. Uh, but Buffalo looked too good last week. I'm in. Three one five crew, Bills Mafia. Let's go. I'm a Bills fan this week. I like the Bills. I really like what they're doing and I love their QB. I just five and a half in a primetime game against a decent team. I agree. I know, you know, I'm not trying to change your mind, but how they, how they play and Derrick Henry and slowing the game down and running the ball. I agree. Like how many opportunities is Josh Allen going to have to score here? I agree. I'm taking the bills. Ooh. All those things. And you know. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I gotta do what I gotta do. Not trying to change any opinions here. Yeah, a lot that, of different picks this week. We do. And that will lead to our first call. We're gonna do some calls today. It's a little Great. longer episode if that's cool. 310-359-8365. I promise to get to some calls this week, and we will. We'll get to them now. And our first call is actually about Derrick Henry. Joe and Andy, this is uh, Landon Dirtball calling from beautiful Goodlicksville, Tennessee, home of the 2012 Little League World Series uh, runner-ups. 
I think. And um, I've got a question for Andy mostly. Um, I heard in the last episode that you said that you would never draft a running back top three. Um, I think it's a great time to talk about Derrick Henry's achievements right now in um, a Tennessee Titans uniform right now this season. Derrick Henry is the leading rusher in the NFL, and the second leading rusher is Derrick Henry after contact. He has uh, 365 yards after contact, and the third leading rusher in the NFL is Nick Chubb. So I encourage you to go back to, to Derrick Henry's draft class and tell me how you guys think you would redraft those first few picks. All right, take care, boys. All right, so I'm pulling it up here, and this yeah, is the, I need this, Derrick Henry's draft yeah, class. It's the 2016. Okay. So yeah, I am on record. Where does Derrick Henry go? This is the draft. best part. Derrick Henry doesn't even go till the second round. Right. He goes 45th overall. Okay. He he is the second. Let me scroll through. I believe he's the second running back taken. The first running back was Zeke, number four by Dallas. Right. So this is the draft where. The Rams take at number four seems ludicrous now, right? A hundred percent ludicrous. This is, this is the top. I'll just do the top 10 real quick. 2016 draft Rams take Goff, Eagles take Wentz, Chargers take Bosa, Cowboys, Zeke, Jags, Jalen Ramsey, Baltimore, Ronnie Staley, 49ers, DeForest Buckner, Titans, Jack Conklin, Bears, Leonard Floyd, Giants, Eli Apple. This is a bad draft class. Keep going. Eleven. I mean, bucks. Or how about this? Instead of keeping going, like who's the like bef- between Eli Apple, fucking disaster, and Derrick Henry, who are like standouts, like guys who played great. Yeah. Tunsil had one good year, but he's not. He's thirteenth. Shaq Lawson nineteenth to the Bills. Man, some of these guys. Paxton Lynch was 26th. Really not many, man. So how about this as an argument? Like, I argue, if you went back and know everything you know now, Derrick Henry goes third after Bosa and Ramsey? Yeah, I was going to say, those would be my top guys. Um, I agree with Bosa and Ramsey. I mean, you could all you could almost argue uh, Henry ahead of uh, those guys, right? I mean, you could argue it, but but Jalen Ramsey's a shutdown corner. Yeah, and Bosa's been a monster. And 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 the bottom line is you get guys like those guys are, they it's the reason still is like the value of replacing a running back with like player X true versus a, an edge rusher or a corner. I agree. I agree. I, I, I'd, I'd put, I'd put Derek Henry after those guys, but that's like knowing everything. It's like, that's still sure. Also, Henry fits perfectly in Vrabel's system. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking great. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get through this next one. 
a few of these have been sitting here for a minute. Hey guys, I got a question for you, both of you. Um, if you could be on the payroll as a, an athletic trainer, quote unquote, but really you don't do much, you just hang out, get paid, but you have to live in the city and travel with the team for either a college football team or a college basketball team, who would you pick and why? And you got to take everything into consideration, the city, the team's history, current coaches, players, how good they are, all that stuff, food in the area. Here's the catch, though. You can't pick a team in California, New York, or Ohio. Let Ohio. Me know you Don't worry. <laughs> Buckeyes are out. Don't worry. I'm not picking Ohio. Um, okay. So college. So we, first, again, it's college football or college basketball. Okay, for, so I'm, for the record, I would go college football. I was doing the exact opposite. Like as a college, as a trainer on a football team, I got a, on a especially on a college team. I've got seventy five guys. I got a fucking ankles. I got to take. Well, no, he shit. said you don't got to do much work. It was more of like okay. it was more of like who I'm. I'm looking at the games. There's way less I'm going, games. I'm going basketball. Okay, there's way more games though. Yeah, but there's yeah, I mean trainer like talk about like. What am I going to do if I'm a college football trainer? I'm like, going to go hang out on the field, throw the ball around with guys. Like, at least I could play fucking horse and shit. And, you know, you're inside. Uh, I guess if I can't do California, because I was immediately like, oh, it's going to be like UCLA or San Diego State or something like that. Um, I guess I go like ASU. Not bad. I like it. Lots of, lots of talent on that campus. ASU, tons of golf around there. So I'm now a trainer. I'm just like golfing. It's like, you know, a little more action than Tucson. Yeah. Weather's good. Yeah. Action around campus. I'm going to ASU. Okay. Because I- I'd rather not be in like this, you know, I don't want to be in like ACC territory. Florida, what I'm going to be the trainer for the U's football team seems, you know. I got one that's going to surprise you, I think. I've, I've yeah. thought this through as I listened to the call. I want to be in like a good football. Uh, if you're going to UT Austin and they're going to work with the, you're going to be the Joe Rogan. You're going to no, be like, oh, no. Try, try the horse to wormer. No, no. I mean, I like Texas. I like Florida. They're both kind of wild, which I like. But I want I want to do like SEC country, which then makes me think, okay, where can you go that's not like a total shithole? But also close, Tennessee. Okay. So, so there's, close okay. to what? What are you close to? Like close to my family. Oh, okay. Knoxville's like, what's Knoxville? I don't know, like four and a half, five hours from here. It's in... The Appalachian Mountains, like it's it's very scenic. It's you know what I'm saying. It's pretty. Knoxville, not the biggest city, but it's also not Tuscaloosa. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, it's not the tiniest city. It's pretty. Now I don't have much experience there, but you still get the college feel with a city. With the SEC, now obviously Tennessee hasn't been as good at football for years, but for all those reasons, it's not so far down south where it's like, that's the only thing. 
Like that's the only thing they have in Bama. That's the only thing they have in Auburn yeah. in Mississippi. It's just football. Knoxville has culture. It's going to be, it's going to offer a lot of different things. I'm going to go university of Tennessee so I can be in Knoxville. Yeah, I like it. Follow Peyton. Now, you Manning. know, you know, there's a chance that the quarterback will put his nuts on your head. <laughs> <laughs> If Peyton Manning put his nuts on my head, I mean, Hall of Fame nuts on my head. Yeah. You've had worse nuts on your head. A hundred percent I have. Now you got me thinking about guys who put their nuts on my head. None of them in the Hall of Fame. None of, None them. of them in the Hall of Fame. None of them even eligible. Not even, not even, even on the ballot. Not even close. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap it up today with this call. Again, 310-359-8365 is the hotline. What's up, Joe and Andy? It's Adam out in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Just got back from Columbus where we had the NCAN walk. Uh, I got to enjoy a beer at Urban Meyer's Pint House, uh, which is obviously the scene of his now infamous uh, Incident, uh, I'm a big Notre Dame football guy. Um, two coaches that have been on the radar uh, for Notre Dame fans over the last, I'd say, 10 years are Urban Meyer and uh, John Gruden, who uh, both of them not really doing too well right now. So my question is, uh, were there any coaches that you are happy your team never uh, picked up? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. By the way, I would argue Notre Dame would have won a title if they would have picked up Urban Meyer at this point. Wow. Look, I'm not saying he, he's he's sleazy. He's going to do shady stuff. He's also going to win. Yeah. And, and Brian Kelly's a great coach. And Brian, Brian Kelly's Kelly won. is like done a pretty amazing job. No, he's done a great job. And he's won. But I would argue you're winning titles. Urban Meyer won two titles with Florida. He won a title with Ohio State. He went undefeated with Utah everywhere he's gone. I think Bowling Green might have went undefeated one year with him in the MAC. I'm just saying, you're going to get what you pay for. But I don't know. I mean, a, a guy who was going to maybe be high, I, I don't know. I, that's tough for me. Well, for me, I mean, not, not I guess it's not like I would argue, like, not that. It was like close or anything, but like, obviously my Knicks have made like they've hired every horrible coach you could hire every retread, every guy who whatever, but I'm ecstatic that somehow doc rivers who played for the Knicks has never ended up in New York. Thank you. God. It's like the one guy we didn't, uh, we, we didn't hire, um, trying to think of what other, like, I mean, there's terrible, terrible co coaches that I'm glad you know, the Giants in hybrid. I'm, I'm trying to think of anybody that was like rumored that like didn't end up getting the job. Well, I, I would McCar McCarthy was kind of probably in the mix a little bit. I would do conversely a coach that they, that a team was looking at that they didn't get. Yeah. When the Bengals hired Marvin Lewis and I was still rooting for them, it was like down to him and uh, Tom Coughlin. And I would argue with Tom Coughlin, how he handled it and how he handled the Giants and how he would have been coming into so much talent and Carson Palmer 
And those guys were wild. And, you know, the players all liked Marvin. Marvin's a player coach. But I would argue, what could Tom Coughlin have done with those basically seven, eight years of Bengals teams? Marvin Lewis to the Raiders these days? What do you think? Is that the return of Marv? That would be the most Raiders hire ever. It's kind of what just what they need a little bit. I don't know. Well, players coach where they do whatever they want. Yeah, kind of like Gruden. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Doc Rivers for my Knicks. Again, like the Mets, the same thing. Like they just hire they they've made. I'm glad Ger- I'm glad we missed Girardi. I don't want anything to do with Joe Girardi. Football wise, like I don't know. I'm the the the, the Giants have also. It's like, I wish I could have said we avoided Pat Shermer, Ben, like the quarterbacks coach from the fucking Packers. Those two guys, Jesus. Yeah. Wish we could have. Wish we could have. I guess. Thank God we didn't hire Jason Garrett to be the head coach. Thank God. Although I'd argue you'd be doing less damage than murdering his players. Great call, though. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, appreciate it. One last time, 310-359-8365. Give the hotline a ring. And if you have any connections to get 650,000 emails, if you're a whistleblower, kind of like that woman was for Facebook, if you're a Washington football team whistleblower, let me know. I got time, people. I will read through 650,000 emails. Bet. (laughs) <laughs> do it. <laughs> Not watching anything on TV anymore. I'm just reading emails. Drop a podcast review and get two koozies. It's that simple. All you need to do is leave your Twitter, Instagram handle in that review, and I will reach out to you and send those to you via the United States Post Service. Is it post or postal service? Postal. United States Postal Service. Yeah. At Joe Prano on all things social media, except for Twitter, I'm at Fix Your Life. I will be in San Diego next weekend. La Jolla, Comedy Store La Jolla with Eddie Ift, uh, followed by early November shows in on the East Coast in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, Naples, Florida, and Key West, Florida. Uh, so, you know, check out Eddie's tour dates. Also, just go to JoePrano.com where I post all of my tour dates. Also, Andy and I talked about Norm McDonald on our podcast, which was a sports podcast, so we could only talk about it so much, and that inspired me to talk about it more. I called up two of my favorite comedian friends uh, and also big Norm McDonald fans, Lachlan Patterson and Pizza Starro, and put out a long, dormant episode of the Joe Prano podcast. Just Whoa! Slurping, just slurping Norm McDonald's greatness and talking about how much I love Norm, so... Um, is this the beginning of me doing more of them? Who can say, but it's there. And if you want to hear three guys talk about their love of Norm McDonald, it's available. Check it out. I was, I was sharing, I was doing Norm jokes with some people the other day. They never get old. They really don't. It's the best. Yeah. He, he really was great. That's great. I bet those guys have, that's, that's a good listen. I, I bet those guys have some great perspectives because I believe wasn't Norm the Last comic standing judge when Lachlan was a finalist. The next one. 
she oh. had she had Wanda and I don't know who else. Maybe like Kathleen Madigan or something like that. He didn't have Norm. That stinks. He didn't have Norm. Norm was the next round. Yeah. Gotcha. Norm wasn't afraid. That's another thing. I know we talked about it, but he wasn't afraid. So literally what I said on my uh on the podcast is like what one of the things that triggered me to do it is like I love Chappelle. Chappelle's up there as one of my guys, but Norm would never, would never do things where he's like doing jokes on a special, defending jokes from another special, talking about being like he th- these are the jokes. I still haven't them. watched it. Yeah. I haven't either, but it's like, you know, the whole thing is like, you guys said this. It's like Norm would never talk about what people said about some other joke, you know? It's almost like meta. It's like a a special within a special. Yeah. I I got what you're saying. Yeah, I still got to watch it. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate all the support. We'll be back on Monday. You guys have a great week. Enjoy. Watch football. Drink Miller Lite. And as always, stay dirty.